This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Learn to trade stocks successfully. Learn to profit consistently. I'm Ryan Mallory, and on my weekly podcast, I'm going to teach you the ins and outs of a complex, ever-changing stock market. You will learn to trade better, trade smarter, and profit bigger. Now, let's go trade. Hey, everyone. This is Ryan Mallory with the Share Planner Swing Trading Podcast. This is the number seventh, I believe it is, the seventh podcast that I've done so far. And it's going pretty good. I just wrapped up a three-part series called um, Trade What You Think, Manage the Risk, and Let the Profits Take Care of Themselves. Um, The first episode simply talked about following what you're seeing on the charts and not letting your personal bias or your personal opinion filter through on your decision-making. The second podcast had to do with managing the risk. And you see... When we get into trading, we tend to get into trading because we want to make money, right? We want to take the money that we have, the capital that we have, and make it bigger. We want it to be more. Nobody really gets into trading because they have this desire to manage risk. In fact, most of the time when we get into trading, we like to ignore the fact that there is risk in the stock market and that simply because of the fact that we buy a stock, it's destined to go up. And that's simply not the case. So the second one is about managing the risk and then the third one kind of wraps up the first two and then essentially says that if you do the first two things trade what you see manage the risk then the profits will take care of themselves and it's very true that is how i've made my career in trading is by letting the profits take care of themselves so i encourage you guys to definitely check out that three-part series podcast and all the other episodes too before them because they're all pretty good they all run about 20 to 22 minutes or so and uh, just just a really solid um, educational podcast on trading and what it takes to be successful in the stock market. So, with that said, what today is, we're going to talk about today is dealing with market tops, dealing with the fact that when the stock market is getting extremely high, like into nosebleed territory, how are we supposed to trade? Are we just simply supposed to be buying stocks at new all-time highs each and every day or do we just sit it out or do we start shorting the market and so i'm going to tackle that and go over each one for you so when we look at the stock market in its current shape and form we got a market that since 2009 has tripled the bottom of the s p 500 was 666 i kid you not and since then it's rallied and rallied and rallied and now we're at 2400 so what are we what are we supposed to do with that what what are we supposed to do just keep buying stocks i mean it seems counterintuitive now granted over the last seven eight years the the whole saying of just buy the dip or some people say just buy the bleeping dip btfd or btd 
um, has been the norm. It's what people joke about now. It's what people uh, rely on that no matter the sell-off that we get on a one-day or two-day or multiple-day basis, just buy the dip. It'll play out. You'll be okay. And hindsight, those theories work great. Going forward, the history of the stock market is unwritten. So the whole concept of just buying the dip, regardless if you know we're dipping a few points below all-time highs or we're in the midst of a sell-off, um, the, the, the issue with buying the dip is that it's assuming that what happened yesterday and the day before is going to be the case again and so that you can ignore risk because that is the basis of buy the dip is throw caution to the wind. Don't worry about the st- fact that the stock market's selling off. It'll bail you out. Just buy more. Just buy more. And that's a horrible way to play the market. Hindsight, it's profitable. Going forward, you do not have a clue if that's going to continue to be the case. And so... Most traders will say, well, when the market starts to sell off, I'll get out and I'll stop doing it. I'll stop doing it when buying the dip doesn't work anymore. And that sounds great in theory once again. The problem is is that you tend to not know something's not working anymore until you've lost all your profits. And then we can't take the fact that, okay, if we spend the last few years making all these profits and then all of a sudden the buy the dip theory doesn't work anymore and, and then we find out that, We've pretty much lost all those profits from the past years. From an ego standpoint, we cannot bring ourselves to sell, sell our stocks. We, we will not allow ourselves to close out our trades. And that's where traders get themselves into trouble because you have to be willing to go ahead and admit when you're wrong and move on. And the sooner that you admit you're, that you're wrong, the better off you're going to be. But when you're... Uh, Employing a mindset of buy the dip, throw caution to the wind, and just, you know, buy every pull off, pullback that the market gives you, you're putting yourself in a position to ultimately blow all the profits that you've made in previous years, previous months, previous weeks, and to find yourself ultra frustrated. And then more than likely, you're going to take a net loss over that, over that long time period. And that's not good either because essentially you just wasted your time and paid the market to teach you a, an ex, you know, a unfortunate lesson that if you don't manage the risk all along, regardless of what the people are doing around you, regardless of what the stock, stock market is uh, letting people get away with, if you don't manage the risk, it's eventually going to come back and bite you. It's going to bite you like it did for traders back in 2011 in the sum, that, that summer there when the market was just selling off and, off and really bad. It's going to burn you like it did uh, traders in, NAS- in, the, in the NASDAQ when everybody said it's different this time, the stock market's different, it's going to keep on going, and instead the dot-com bubble blew up and people lost fortunes. That's where people were jumping off of buildings because it was so bad. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So, manage the risk. It's not exciting. I get that. And there's times where you get stopped out of trades or you 
you you do what's best in your according to the knowledge that you know at the moment and then you close out a trade because you don't feel like that you have a good positive edge to be trading it anymore and then the next day it goes and rallies five percent i just had that the other day i closed out aal the market pulled back and and uh on an intraday basis popped me out of american airlines and the next day they get upgraded yeah it's up four percent and then rallies another you know a couple percent thereafter and so I could have doubled my profits, but what was the right course of action? The right course of action was managing the risk. So with us being at this market top, what do we do? Well, for one, if you're going to continue to buy at the all-time highs, and it's not, look, I'm not going to fault you if you're doing it. You surely can't short the market here because the market has yet to show any signs that it's wanting to pull back. It's gotten kind of flat. It's gotten kind of boring, but it's kind of still pushing higher. So if you're buying new all-time highs, you're finding trade setups that you can take that gives you a credible way of managing the risk on the trade where you can keep the risk small, but you have a good chance at a you know, nice-sized nice size profits. I mean, if you're, if you're looking to trade, for instance, Facebook, okay, more than likely, unless it's an earnings or a big news event, you're not going to make like 10% off of, you know, Facebook over the next two to three weeks. So if you say, I'm going to trade Facebook with a 6% stop loss, and I think I'm going to make, I don't know, I'm going to get a two, two to one return for it, and I'm going to make 12% off of it, okay? more. There's a very good chance over the next few weeks you're not going to get 12% out of Facebook. It's just not growing like that anymore. So, uh, I mean, and it could. I'm not saying that it can't, but it, it's just if you're looking for a risk-reward, you've got to kind of look at what the tendency of the stock has been of late, what its past history is, what kind of beta it has with the market, because the market's not going to go up 12% over the next two weeks. So it's going to have to do something beyond the market, you know, stretch itself beyond the market. And if if you're, you know, playing Facebook with a 6% stop loss, you're not really putting yourself into a position to benefit from a favorable risk reward. I mean, if you're going to trade Facebook, you're better off doing it with like a one or 2% stop loss, you know, and find that very good definable edge and time your trading entry such that, you know, you can keep the risk small while giving yourself a nice chance to profit to the upside. So yes, I think, I think that you can continue to buy the market here at these levels. It's, it's, um, it's kind of nerve wracking. I get that. We're all expecting the shoe to drop. When is this market going to sell off? You know, maybe it's going to happen if we ever go, you know, take over Korea and try to overthrow that government there. Or it's going to happen, you know, with something that happens in regards to the Trump administration and the hyperventilating that's going on in the press with with all of the um, claims about working with the Russians or whatever, you know. And, and so we've seen some things where the market is sensitive to that, but nothing's, you know, really come about to cause concern for the stock market. So what what you have to do is you have to keep trading with stop losses, okay? Yes, there's going to be a time where this market does pull back. I mean, it's in this incredibly historic run here where there's never been a 5% stop loss in, in, in a very long, or a 5% pullback in a very long time. Um, it's like in the top 10 for longest stretches, you know, seen to date. But you can't short stocks, though. That's the problem. I mean, and when I say that, I'm not saying that you can't get. Um, 
I'm not saying that you can't get behind a, a, a particular stock that you think provides a favorable risk reward to the downside that's breaking some support and to get short there. I think you can do that. All I am trying to say is, is that you want to um, get into a, you don't want to get too many short positions. You don't want to be heavily short. You don't want to be 100% short in a market that's still going up. Now, if you think that, okay, the market's been trading sideways, it's really not showing any kind of direction one way or the other, then maybe you go 60% long, 40% short. Or maybe you go 30% long, 20% short, and 50% cash. I mean, these are all things that you could do. So I'm not saying that you have to rule out shorting stocks altogether. All I'm just trying to say is that you might want to um, keep the long bias going right now as long as the market's willing to keep pushing higher. So... The other option is, is to simply, you know, be more net neutral, and I kind of just touched on that. But you can be, you can be neutral. You can have equal amount of longs, equal amount of shorts, and then try to close out the losers as they become losers, and, and let the winners keep running by increasing your stop losses along the way. And then the third option, and this is the one I, I've already said, don't do, is shorting the market. I definitely don't think you you want to do that. I don't think it's a good idea. I think it's something that will hurt you. In the long run, because the market's not trending lower yet. I mean, that's the problem. I and mean, we just keep pushing higher to new highs. The Dow's making new all-time highs. The S&P 500's making new all-time highs. And when there are corrections in the market, it, it, it's not in the market as a whole. It's like rotations from one sector to the next. So, you know, recently we saw a rotation out of tech, and and that caused the, the, the NASDAQ to pull back quite, you know, some, not a ton, but enough to where it made a lot of traders uncomfortable. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing some of that. We'll see rotation out of financials, and then we'll see them back into financials and out of tech, back into tech, or out of industrials, back into it, or out of defense and back into defense. So we got a lot of that going on too. So this is going to be a little bit shorter of a podcast than, than usual, but I, I just wanted to wrap it up by saying that in the stock market, it is okay to keep you know, going to the long side, but you want to keep one eye on the risk. You want to make sure that if the market does turn down, that you're not blindly buying the dip and that you're not finally adding more positions simply because you think the market has to go up. You need to follow your, your risk in, uh, mitigation plans, your stop losses, and make sure that, that if the stock market does decide to roll over, that you have the flexibility and the wherewithal to start adding short positions as necessary that you can, so that you can pull profit off of a pullback so that's going to be it for today i appreciate you listening as always uh subscribe to the podcast so you can uh, get it through itunes or soundcloud and there's a host of other platforms that carry my podcast and also um join me in the share planner splash zone i'm in there every day uh, monday through friday for the entire trading session uh providing my trades and my stock ideas for watch lists and to the long side to the short side I provide the stop losses, the target prices, and everything else. So you can get my trades real time via text, email, and in the chat room. And uh, and it's a free seven-day trial, so you have nothing to lose. Um, Definitely give it a shot. And if you have any questions, feel free to email me, ryan at shareplanner.com. Take care and God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast of Swing Trading with Ryan Mallory. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePlanner Splash Zone where I navigate the financial markets every day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you'll get a seven-day trial 
access to my trading room, and text and email alerts. So go ahead and sign up by going to shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. That's www.shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. And follow me at SharePlanner on Twitter and on SharePlanner's Facebook page, where I provide unique market and trading ideas every day. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me, ryan at shareplanner.com, or call the office at 321-522-6733. All the best to you, and God bless you.